Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It is officially time to begin one of my favorite exercises we do here at CR, a tradition that began last season, but one we hope to carry into each and every college tennis season moving forward. That, of course, is an exercise we refer to as NCAA Press Row, where I attempt to speak with each of the remaining 16 men's and women's head coaches prior to the start of the NCAA Tournament round of 16. Now, each of these conversations you'll hear over the next few days will be relatively similar in format. I want to talk to each of these coaches about their NCAA opening weekends, what allowed them to advance to this NCAA Sweet 16. Then I want to recap the season, where things stand. I want to talk about each team's best win of the year, the match they perhaps would like to replay the most from the course of the season. We'll talk about the team MVP, the most improved players that have made the success possible for all of these teams this season. Then, of course, I got to pick the coaches' brains about some big picture topics. I want to talk about the Super Regional format going to the top eight seeds for this round of 16 versus the traditional all-sweet 16 matches are played at one location format. What do these coaches prefer? Still very early in the exercise of determining if the Super Regional is worthwhile, but always fun to hear the coaches' initial reactions. And then, of course, we'll try to preview all of these Sweet 16 matches. I will try to coax as many match calculi as I I can from each of these coaches. What is their pathway to four points? How do they project their team's success moving forward throughout the NCAA tournament? We'll talk about all of that and so much more. Again, have a jam-packed week of content prepared for all of you listeners as we get all of you ready for the 2022 college tennis season's home stretch. Of course, you're going to be able to find each of these conversations both here on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed as well as on our website, CrackedRackets.com. Of course, you will also hear the same intro outro on each of these podcasts. I do apologize for that fact. Just makes life a little bit easier, a little bit cleaner for both myself and super producer Daniel Westoff. But again, over the next five days, I will attempt to speak with each and every men's and women's head coach remaining in the 2022 Division I NCAA tournament. Of course, the reason we're able to do that here on the Cracked Interviews podcast is because of the support we get from all of you college tennis fans out there who have tuned in week in, week out. We are immensely grateful for that fact. Also, I have to give a huge shout out to our friends at Swing Vision, who, of course, are on the forefront of all artificial intelligence innovations happening within the tennis world. If you are a college tennis head coach listening to these podcasts, if you are a player, if you are someone with high-level tennis aspirations, download the Swing Vision app today. You'll have access to more data, more things to improve your tennis game than you ever had before, all within the palm of your hand in an app on your phone. So again, learn more about our friends at Swing Vision by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. I promise all of you, it is the most efficient way to improve your game in the modern day. A huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision. Use that promo code CRACK20 when you sign up. But again, appreciate all of their support for this show. With that said, again, press row coming up. Going to try and speak with each of the remaining 16 men's and women's head coaches before the start of the NCAA round of 16. With that in mind, let's get to this interview. Hey, crack fans. 
Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Cracked Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Cracked Racket shows and maybe the man who had the most enjoyable opening weekend of the NCAA tournament across the country. Of course, he's a man you know best as the head coach of the North Carolina State men's tennis team. Welcome back to the show, Coach Kyle Spencer. Coach, congratulations on a heck of a victory. How are you feeling today? Yeah, feeling feeling great. Just got off the court with uh, some of the guys and the individuals, but yeah, it was a it was a really fun fun weekend. Um, you know, lots of lots of different things going on with uh, with weather and things like that. But uh, in the end, uh, great weekend for the pack. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, so many different parts of this match. I want to go through five and a half hours is where we're start. That's a battle. And I'm curious for you just as a coach, because again, these players get to do fitness. They're they're in shape. They're feeling fit. Are you how gassed are you by the end of those five and a half hours? And what's that feeling like just the mental drain? Yeah, it, it is actually like pretty pretty draining toward the end. Um, once you get done with the match. But um, you know, obviously, uh if you win that match, you're you're feeling pretty good. And if you lose that match, uh you're 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 really feeling quite quite poor. But um the, the actual, you know, you actually, you know, we're not hitting any balls, but uh, you actually kind of have to eat through the thing. You know, I don't, I'm not a guy that has like a, like a big meal before a match. And I, I, you know, halfway through when five and six started coming on, I was like, you know, I need a, I need to get like a cliff bar in me or something. I'm not going to make it, you know? Yeah. No, it's good that you're worried about, you know, again, the trainer comes over and saying, coach, are you hydrating? And you're like, I haven't had water since seven, you know, since the doubles point. And obviously looking at that doubles point for you guys, let's start there. And again, 4-0 win over Liberty, which I need to mention again, 4-0 win over Liberty. Ha, Chris Halioris. But with that in mind, uh, obviously you guys get against Middle Tennessee. Well, I guess actually before that, let's start big picture. NCAA tournament draw comes out. 
you guys are headed to number 16, Middle Tennessee. But all of us notice an asterisk by your name. And it's, huh, what is that gonna, well, you know, what is that asterisk? Turns out you guys are hosting the NCAA Regional. Talk to me about that weekend, finding out about that, and again, having that privilege of being able to not only have the men's team, but the women's team as well, hosting in Raleigh for the weekend, what that meant to your program. Yeah, it was, number one, it was obviously a, a huge surprise. Um, you know, I think all the all the pundits had us uh, going to South Carolina or to Georgia. Uh, we were preparing, you know, like where we're going to leave and making sure we have a bus on uh, reservation. Um, and so when it, you know, I, I got some inklings um, before the, the draw came out um, and I didn't believe them. Um, and so, you know, watching the selection show, and the, the, the guys like didn't even know what to do. And, and I was, you know, quite surprised And guys are, you know, not understanding, you know, what, what is that way we're hosting? How, how can this be? They want to know the process. They want to know all these things. And I didn't really have a lot of answers for them other than look, we're hosting and these things happen sometimes <laughs> and there, there will be a reason for it. And we'll find out the reason just so that it can calm your mind. But, um, but then obviously, you know, the hosting part, there's, you know, people think, you know, there's a lot of things you got to do to uh, to when you go on the road. And it's actually the road is quite simple. You know, they tell you when to play, what hotel to stay at. And you basically just have to get there and then everything's kind of done for you. Uh-huh. Um, we've got a great uh, person in our in our game ops, uh, Adina Stock, who, you know, to her credit, you know, every year asks me, you know, where uh what time i want to play the matches when we're going to host and all of that and you know i you know most of the time i think it's like a fruitless exercise just because um if we're not in that top 16 i know we're not hosting but we go through that 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 procedure each time and you know she even has me filling out the super regional time so yeah it was it was uh it was a lot to do and then uh and you know we have hosted you know dual gender sites in the kickoff before um so it wasn't quite like new, new, but obviously uh, the kickoff a little bit different than than the NCAA tournament. So um, that that being said, look, we had to get ready and we knew, you know, two very quality teams, you know, Liberty played fantastic the, the first day. You know, we had to go inside um, because of weather again. And, and funny enough, uh, the first match of the day played outside. So Middle Tennessee and um, and UNCW played outside and then you know, the rain came and you just, it actually, actually the rain actually didn't come. Uh It was actually consistent lightning um, for about two and a half hours. So we ended up playing inside and, and, and credit to Liberty. Liberty played, you know, won some, won some sets in, in, in singles and played quite well, but um, you know, maybe that helped us a little bit um, for the next day. I I don't know. Um, But then that took us obviously into, uh, waiting around uh, for the two women's matches on on Saturday to finish, you know Simon's team had to come indoors and and finish that match, and then, you know, we had about an hour and a half wait just to see if the weather would clear. It didn't clear, um, and and finally we got the 5:45 start time, and you know I just knew on the four courts I just you know Middle Tennessee's been so good indoors all year. I, I knew that we would, you know, we could possibly be in a situation where we we're going to play a long match. Mm-hmm. No, and 
let me tell you, you did play a long match. I can confirm. A uh, third-party perspective. Now, again, talking about the doubles point, how critical that was for your team. And obviously, in a 4-3 win, that doubles point is going to loom that much more important. Number three doubles, Braden Schick, Colin Schick. I'm going to use a personal anecdote here. My sophomore year of high school, uh, my older brother was the captain of the team. And we, I mean... We like each other. We happen to be those sorts of brothers. So I, you know, implored him over and over again. I'm telling you, let me play with Eric. We're going to be the best number one doubles team. Like, it will work. My coach just unequivocally is like, I don't do that. I don't mess with brothers. Like, it's not going to work. And it was like, well, you're wrong, but whatever. That's your philosophy. I bet it took a while. But now you look at the Schicks, 7-1 and one overall. Uh, again, talk to, you know, they fight off two match points, come back from 6-4 down to take that 7-6 decision at three over two veterans, obviously, right, in Edge and Hollis. Did it take negotiate lobbying from them to let you play together? You know, and again, ultimately, what did you think about their performance here this past Saturday? Yeah, no lobbying, really. I mean, they, they had a little bit of an unfortunate situation i put them together uh chris and i put them together in the regional in the fall mm-hmm. and Braden wasn't actually like feeling very well but they went out and did some some i can't remember what team they played uh, like six one but we were playing two out of three and then they played a horrible second set and they lost the tiebreaker they lost first round of the regional and 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 not being on the court there like i wasn't quite sure what happened and we like we have a saying, you know, in in doubles we're going to play the best six six guys on the day, and in singles we'll play the best six guys on the day, and and hopefully you know we 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 pick the right guys or whatever. And it just got to a, a point sometimes with you know for Braden, there was a big adjustment um, at the beginning of the season and and focus level and and just getting used to the team environment. And you know we kind of felt you know he would be a good doubles player. He would be you know, matched up with, with the guy that could, that he could really do some damage with, but it, but it took a while just because he needed that focus for the singles. And, and then, you know, funny enough that we had an injury and Colin switched out uh, with you and I, and, and, and they weren't playing together anymore. Um, and then we put them together and it was like, click. And, yeah. and, you know, Colin, you know, to his credit, fifth year senior has done an amazing job of, of really, you know, scientifically, you know, studying the doubles, coming out every day, working on that skill set. And, you know, the only match they lost was actually the second time they played Seguin and and Murphy and, and just didn't play, you know, they played one bad serve game and Seguin and Murphy played great. And that was at ACC's. They had beaten them the week before to give us, to help give us the doubles point. Um, so, Look, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think they always, you know, dream that they could um, play together. I know Colin stayed around for his fifth year. You know, he's going to medical school. Funny enough, down the road in Chapel Hill after this year, and I think they kind of in their mind. I'm sure mom and dad would, you know, wanted it, but they're, they're pretty realistic. I, I think they don't they don't care if they don't play together. They care if they don't. They're not in the lineup. So, you know, I didn't hear a lot of Colin you know, when he was in the lineup the whole time and Braden was, and I didn't hear a lot, a lot of him going, Hey, 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 you know, they, they kind of <laughs> let Chris and I kind of figure it out, but, um, but glad they, they got together and what a special moment that was um, pretty cool chest bump um, uh, after they sealed it. And, and funny enough, just a little history, you know, we played middle uh, Tennessee 
first round of the NCAAs five years ago, our first year at Tennessee. Middle Tennessee had a 6-1 lead in a in the tiebreaker at three doubles, and uh, we ended up um, uh, coming back and winning that. And, and obviously the singles wasn't as close as it was um, uh, on Saturday, though. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, again, across the board, you look at it and – yeah, I imagine it's fun, particularly fun for the Schick parents when their sons are, you know, again, you talk about a fun chest pump. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, simultaneously, uh, Yanai and Robin able to capture a 7-6 set as well. And, you know, those guys were two members uh, of the team that qualified for the national indoors back in 2020 and a team that looked well positioned to make this sort of sweet 16 run had the season not been canceled due to COVID. You look at what those two were able to do in the doubles. You look at what Rafa was able to do and incredible to win six and six against, you know, Stein slump who has been as good as just about anyone at that number one single spot this season. Talk to me about the core what they were able to do in their return this weekend. And did you see a little extra edge for them perhaps coming into this NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think, I think we, you know, as, as a, as a group of that returning core, I think, you know, they were disappointed, you know, at the ACC tournament, they were disappointed um, last match of the season against UNC. I think they knew like we had a really great chance of hosting and being one of the top 16 seeds. Um, And you know, I think they, you know, those guys didn't get to play in that, you know, that 2020 season. They didn't get to play an NCAA tournament. And and last year, to be quite honest, we limped into the NCAAs with with COVID. And then we didn't get the first round match because, you know, Liberty and and um, FCGU couldn't play um, because of COVID. And so it, it was it wasn't didn't leave a great, you know, kind of taste in their mouths, I'm sure. Um, and, and funny enough, this weekend, you know, we had three of the guys that had, that had really like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. led us in, in match wins and, in in Luca and Damian and, and Robin, you know, they, and, and they didn't win their matches this weekend and, and Marty and, and, and Rafa um, uh, really came through. And then obviously, you know, with Braden's match, but I, I do sense, I do sense they, they feel like um, number one, maybe they get a little overshadowed by the talk about the freshmen, and then number two, a little bit cheated by the fact that, you know, they were a big reason in 2020. We were six in the country and looking uh, uh, to do some pretty historic things. Yeah. No, I mean, again, this group uh, has has put itself in this position time after time. And, you know, again, Rafa earns that 7-6 victory. And, you know, again, for Martin Rosens to, you know, take a three-set win as well. That match obviously takes a little bit of time. But, uh, you know, it's two all, essentially, for about what, an hour and a half, something like that, throughout the course of the action on the weekend. Talk to me what's going on in your mind through that set. And then again, you look at what, uh, coming down the home stretch, uh, stretch, I believe, you know, Braden loses that second set, 7-6. And then Oscar Polson for Middle Tennessee wins his second set, 6-2 as well. And it felt like there was a Middle Tennessee push coming. Talk me through those final stages, what ultimately allows Braden to get over the hump there and earn the victory. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Middle Tennessee, I thought they played fantastic. It was such a good match. Those are two teams worthy of the Sweet 16. Yeah, I mean, they, they played so well. And, and you know, may, may, maybe, you know, ironically, maybe it is the home court advantage that gets us that gets us over the hump. I don't know. But, but yeah, it's, it, it's two all. And, and I think Rafa's match was the swing match because, um, you know, he served for the second. He served for the match in the second. And then... 
you know, had a had you know had to close out with 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 a tiebreaker, and you know, you know, both Robin and Luca lost second set tiebreakers for their matches to end. Um, but at the same time, look, you know, if there's two guys out there at the five and six hole that that you want, it, it, it's it's Dame, and you know, we call him Big Game Dame yeah. because um, you know he, he 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 that's what he is. He's got a huge game and. And he loves being, you know, you know, last match on. He, let, you know, he beat North Carolina, you know, as the last match on as a as a you know February freshman. I mean, and then you know, just lately the last month, you know, Braden has really like put his game together, and he's and he's figured out really how to compete at this at this level. And so, you know, I'm looking over there, and and you know, we've got two two on, uh, two matches on, and left on, and I, you know, I feel like, you know. Uh, you know, we've got to set up in both of them. And I, the one thing like uh, Polson was playing really good. So that was a seven, six set with no breaks. And I felt like if we got one break in the, in the second of which we had seven or eight break points, you know, like, like I, I felt like that Dame would close out. And then Braden had, you know, he, it was a very, very good match. I mean, high level match even though it was, you know, number six singles, the tennis was really high level and, and, and model did a great job, you know, throughout that second of, of holding his nerve and, um, and, and Braden got four, two in the, in the breaker in the second. And I thought he had won the point and model stretched back in and it hit the net and, and, and it was a let cord winner. And that was kind of a flip. Braden fell down on the next point And, uh, model shanked an overhead and that that went in and and all of a sudden we're in the third set there and I knew model was playing good and then and then Dame gets uh you know he got you know a little bit unfocused on one of his service games and and Paulson did a good job broke and all of a sudden we're in the third on both and it, you know it's like okay well let's see let's see it you know they've got to beat us you know I felt like they got to beat beat us in both of those and and I and I just had confidence in our guys, and it ended up game lost. And I, you know, that surprised surprised me, but but credit to Polson for, you know, I think he saved five, six, seven break points with in the match, and and then Braden Braden did a great job. Model was playing great, and we got to four three, and and we just did something. We just changed something a little bit on on Braden's return position, and you know, I think lucky enough in in that situation, I think it is a big deal when when you have the scoreboard pressure and, and, and you start the set serving first. And so you're always up and, and Braden did a great job and then a great job, like closing out the match and the serve game was, I think he served it out to 15 and, <laughs> and was in very good command of that, that game. That was awesome. And with all of that in mind, you get the Gatorade bath or the water bath, whatever afterwards, I've always wanted to ask, would you be fine if you never got one of those again? Like, was it as cold as I imagine it is? It, first of all, I've, I've never had one, um, funny <laughs> enough. And I don't know if that's because, we, uh, you know, I've never done anything good as a coach. I don't know. But, um, but second of all, it, it, it was amazingly cold. It's, it's more the shock because you didn't know it was coming. But it actually, after that long match, and it was hot in there, and it was stuffy in there, and, you know, there was a ton of people, it actually felt good. and it probably felt like way better because we won but it actually felt good and it was actually like quite refreshing but the next 10 minutes didn't feel it didn't feel as 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 great afterward yeah as you're sitting in the press interview yeah as you're sitting in the press interview, you're like i am wet 
Yeah. yeah. I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to sh- like the shiver when the reporter's yeah. asking the questions, you know? Yeah, of course. No, I, and I, so they did it to Coach Steinberg in Madison after Michigan won the Big Ten championships. When I say the facility manager tried to tackle Andrew Fenty to like not let him dump the water indoors, and she like just missed out on getting to him. But it was like I'm sure that's a pain as well. But no, again, well deserved. And you know, looking at your team, you're 20 and nine overall this season. Seven of those nine losses were four two or four three. You guys have played pretty much exclusively close matches throughout the course of the year, and as such, you've been fi- you know forced to find four in a bunch of different ways. Is that a burden or blessing for you as a coach, for you guys as a team, heading into this Sweet 16? Yeah, it's kind of interesting this year. Um, you know, I felt I felt like you know the last two years, you know, it was you know, as you guys have talked about, it was pretty clear pathway. You get the doubles, you get Alexi and you go find two more. Yeah. And this year I've really felt like there's, we've had seven points every time we've had seven points out there. You know, I didn't know where it was going to come from, but I always felt like we had seven points and, and, and maybe in years past, I haven't thought that, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, you had to do some maneuvering and, and trying to get, you know, certain guys in certain positions. But this year I, I felt like, you know, we, we've been playing, you know, seven guys in the singles pretty strong. The doubles, I know you're going to tell me about 25 different combinations <laughs> or whatever. 15, at the end of the but yes. And, and, and that hasn't been because we haven't been playing well. It's really been because we've got 11 guys on the team and, mm-hmm. and we've got 11 guys who can play doubles. Like it's like, it's, that has been, that has been the most difficult thing is having to tell guys like you're not in today. You know, and 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 so these these close matches. You know, we had a little a little slump where we went down to uh, Miami and Florida State, and we hadn't been outside. It was the first outdoor matches, and the ACC. You know, uh, you know, I'm not going to whine about it, but but seven road matches in a row with 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 five freshmen on your team. Like, I'm sorry, but that you know that's not so easy. You know, and yeah. and, and uh, you know, two injuries to 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 two guys that had won the most matches on our team this year, you know, kind of at the wrong time, you know, Louisville, we have a, we had a guy go down and then, and then uh, in the back end of, of uh, for ACCs, we had a guy that, you know, like tried his best, but you know, he was banged up too. So, but with that being said, like it's actually been a pleasure to go into the match and know that, you know, that we got seven points against anybody in the country. That's how we feel. Yeah. And you sort of alluded to it there. I was looking through all the permutations of lineups you've played, just different guys, different locations. And after I hit 15, I was like, you know what? That's enough. Like, that's a lot of different lineups. And you mentioned it, 15 different doubles pairings. You played 10 different guys in singles. Is that out of necessity? Is that out of you trying to get everyone playing opportunities? Is that you struggling to find, like, who should play anywhere? What leads to that sort of number? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Um, Sure. Less, less from the, the injury perspective and more from the, you know, we, we played, I remember we played the swing where we played Northwestern on a Monday outdoors. <laughs> we played South Carolina um, that Wednesday indoors. Then we played Virginia on the Friday, uh, that, same, that same week, Friday outdoors. And then we played Virginia Tech, you know, Sunday indoors. <laughs> So it's been, look, we've got a very good team. We've got a lot of, what we don't have, you know, is we don't have Alexi Galarno at, mm-hmm. you know, 10 in the country. Um, you know, we've, we've, 
basically used Rafa at the at the one, and then two, three, four, five, six, like like pretty similar level depending on the day, the surface, you know, the playing styles of other teams and things like that. And you know, it it, it did take a, a little bit uh, to kind of fig, figure it figure it out. And like when it's cold, you know, like the the ball's not moving. We've got some guys that are better there. When the when it's fast, you know, all those types of things um, kind of lead into that. You know, we we had a pretty good rotation, you know, with Martins and Luca and Robin at the two, two, three, four or one, two, three, depending on, you know, if we've got a guy out and and then and then, you know, five, six, seven, you know, pretty good rotation there um, with with Dame and Fawns and uh, and Braden. And then, you know. You know, everybody keeps asking me. You know, we had, you know, I, you know, I didn't didn't get into the singles, you know, so much this year, and 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 he was has always been a you know a a, a very big piece of of what we do in singles. So, we it was just one of those where we just got a lot of good guys. I mean, it, it, you would you would love to see our practice sessions when we start playing sets and things. It is as competitive as the as the dual matches, and nobody wants to give an inch. And and it's it's been quite a fantastic year as a, as a coach for for Chris and myself. Yeah, absolutely. With that in mind, if you could trade the home loss to North Carolina for the road win against North Carolina, would you trade that? Would you be like, ah, I'd like to beat the heels at home, and you know, you guys can beat us at home? Wow, that's a that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Both are four three for whatever it's worth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's I, I don't I don't I, that's a hard uh, that's a hard pick them just because. You know, at, at North Carolina, I mean, we all know how good they are indoors. Not that they're not good outdoors, but they're so good indoors. So to win to win that way was was really good. And then uh, the one that just you know, uh, uh, you know, outdoors, the match they ha- had a lot of permutations of what was going to happen. I think, you know, if we won, we're you know we're, we we move into a certain ranking, and you know we have a, a different path in the ACC championships. Uh, you know, and so I think it's. I think they're two very distinct and separate things. It'd be hard to hard to choose. It'd be hard to choose. I would have liked to have won both. How's that? Yeah, that's a good answer. That's the right answer. I do feel like that win at North Carolina early in the season again. That's a February seventeenth victory, right? You know, not too far removed from the kickoff weekend. That felt like season defining is the wrong word, but that felt like a catalyst for your team early in the season. And again, when you look at this group and you guys brought in, what was it? The number one, number two recruiting class, according to tennisrecruiting.net, you have all of these freshmen you're trying to work into the lineup at the same time. You do have the returners like, you know, a Rosins, like a Rafa, like a Katrina Barkai. What's it been like to coach again that, you know, to have the young guys earn that sort of victory? to have the old guys be like, see, we are still that good. Was that an inflection point in the season, that first win? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's funny how, how, you know, and, and, you know, coach Paul um, over at UNC um, and I said, look, if we don't make the, if we don't make the, um, the national indoors, uh, you know, let's, let's play, let's, let's have a, uh, you know, obviously the ACC matches here at NC state this year. So we'll go and play you guys. Um, they would play the Tar Heels over at your place. And, and so to get the match on was fantastic. And, but yeah, it did. It was, it was, you know, the freshmen are there going, yeah, that's a, you know, you know, why, why do you guys, why do you guys struggle so much in years past? And, 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 and the other, the older guys are, look, they, that can, that probably convinced them like we do have a really, really good team. Um, so I do think that let us, you know, 
I, I think that helped in a South Carolina match. I think that helped in a Northwestern, you know, at home with two weeks off before we play him style of match where, you know, yes, we're, we're, we have the big win, but we're capable of more. And it's against, uh, you know, a, a rival. It's not like I wouldn't call it a rivalry yet, but it's, a, you know, two rival schools. You know, they've done a good job of, of beating us. You know, uh, I think that was the first time we beat them in nine years or something like that. So, um, yeah, I do think I think it was a huge catalyst. And I think if you talk to anybody, you know, around the country that that knows that rivalry and knows uh, our two teams, I think they would say for sure it was as well. Yeah. No, I mean, again, watching those, I mean, because what, you played three matches this year, they're they're all 4-3 against North Carolina, and so that was certainly one of the most fun rivalries, I thought, of this season. Now, obviously, looking, you know, beyond any individual match, and I have a sequence of questions here I want to ask all of uh, you coaches to help prepare all of our fans, all of our listeners, College Tennis Nation, for this NCAA Sweet 16 Super Regional Weekend. Looking at your team this season, you have to name a team MVP of the year. Who are you picking and why? It's probably, tough. I, yeah, I pro, you know, it's funny, and it's going to be a first-year guy for for for, uh, which is not something that like most coaches would do. But it, it's probably a toss-up between uh, Luca and Dame, just because you know, so young, don't know the college tennis season, and and really never wavered. Um, both guys, both guys picked up an injury here or there and, and did an unbelievable job of, of, of working through that and then playing when they weren't maybe um, 100% and, and laying it on the line for the team and number of wins and where they picked up the wins. And um, I, I would say that, I would, you know, and then, and then secondly, um, you know, we, we've got a really strong captain in, in Joe Schrader who, you know, is, uh, you know, I, I think he's undefeated in doubles this year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with a couple of big wins and, and what he did early on with these young guys and brought our team together with a, you know, after an exodus of three or four sort of, you know, really stalwarts of our lineup, what he did in the fall to bring our team together. Like I got to give him a shout out too, because that's what captains are supposed to do. And he took that mantle and, and never complained that he wasn't getting, you know, playing time and things like that. So uh, I, I think, you know, th- those those three, it's tough to choose between Luca and Dame, and and but but also Joe added added in there. I like it. What about most improved player of the season? I'd have to say, you know, sitting here at this point, that I'd have to say Braden. Yeah. You know, um, you know, for him to go through, you know, he had a big win at against Georgia early on, you know, and he played lights out. And then, he, you know, there were some struggles, you know, and, and uh, you know, we talk about like the seven guys and, you know, he didn't get in on some of the big matches and, and uh, you know, and, and took a tough loss at, at that uh, UNC match um, over in uh, over in Chapel Hill early in the season. And, and, and to his credit, you know, didn't complain, kept working and, uh, you know, finish, finishes, you know, just trumps, um, so far, you know, obviously we're not done playing yet, but yeah, I would say his improvements, you know, and his improvement is, you know, his systems, you know, how he gets himself ready, you know, making sure he eats, making sure he's got his equipment mm-hmm. together, you know, understanding when his individual time is and just the focus level that's, that's really helped him. 
Yeah. No, I mean, again, uh, it's tough picking, right? As we mentioned earlier, it feels like you guys have found ways to six in so many different fashions. And so I'm sure you could have said, I appreciate the non-cop-out, by the way, because one coach who can, well, I mean, it's going to be public. David Roditi, when asked this question, I was like, give me your team MVP. He goes, oh, Devin Bowen, for sure. He's like, Bowen's the reason we're as good as we are today. I was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, But with that in mind, again, Sweet 16 coming up. You guys are traveling to TCU uh, for that round of 16 match. Now, obviously, it's going to be on the road. I'm still curious, though. Super regional format versus the Sweet 16 all-at-one site format. Which do you prefer? Yeah, so, so somebody just asked me that actually yesterday. And I'll put it like this, because, look, I've been in the Final Four with two different programs, Baylor and USC. Mm-hmm. And if you ask the elite, the elite um, that know they're going to be in the in the, the Final Eight, the Elite Eight and the Final Four, they're, they're going to say, you know, super regional for sure. And if you're a fringe program where uh, making the Sweet 16 is your whole season and maybe you've never done it before or whatever – you're probably going to say from from the experience, student-athlete experience, being around all the teams, um, they're probably going to say Sweet 16. That's that's the that's the honest thing they're probably going to say. You know, I, w- I would say like this. Look, when we had the Sweet 16, we had teams playing at 9 a.m. in the morning with like eight, eight fans there. I think the concentration uh, of the matches once you get to the end is, is the product of college tennis, and we want to be putting that – that high level product on, on full show. I'm actually a little bit, you know, I'll go out and say, it, I'm a little bit disappointed that I, you know, I saw the schedule and we've got two matches playing at the same time mm-hmm. um, at, at the final site. I, I would rather have each match being, you know, highlighted and, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's com- two completely different. I think it d- depends where you're coming from. Um, and I can see, I can see that. Va- I know you don't want it, me sitting on the fence on this, but um, <laughs> you know, I can see value. I can see value in, in, in both depending on who you are. Yeah, I think that's no, I actually think you have the correct position for now in that we're in year two of this experiment. Like, how about we give it, I don't know, a third year, a fourth year, a fifth year until we really see the implications. Now, in principle, the idea of an extra home match, I very much enjoy because for the right communities and typically those top eight schools are the right communities. You're just going to have engagement in a way to your point. If you're the 9 p.m. round of 16 match at the back courts of Georgia, like six people will be there and it's the parents of the six players playing in the lineup and that's it. And that seems kind of counterproductive at the same time. We're going to send you to Fort Worth for a day just for you to fly back home, then fly to Champaign when you guys make the quarterfinals. Like, that's no fun for anyone either. And so I actually, like, again, I actually very much enjoy your answer because I couldn't agree with you. It just feels like we need more time to flush this out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And, you know, it's um, it's one of it's one of those that it it really depends where you sit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so with that in mind, again, you guys are headed to Fort Worth. Uh, I don't want you know, again, I I think I'm gonna have to rephrase this question because I don't want to say biggest concern going into the Sweet 16 match, because I'm sure all of the coaches have plenty of concerns, but also no concerns at this point. You roll the balls out and play. Let me ask it this way. What do you need to see from your team to see them to continue to advance in this tournament? Yeah, I think like what I said earlier, we got to have seven points out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to be, you know, I don't, I don't think the the idea of being fearless is is something that that is ever brought up with with our team. I think you know we've got guys that love to play, 
and and they love the challenges and you know we play the schedule i just looked uh, we have 20 wins on the season you just brought it up uh, i don't think we've had 20 wins on the season in 10 years here <laughs> and the reason is because we play we try to play the best schedule um uh we we don't shy away from anybody on you know we've had great success on the road as you know um uh, you know whether it's at michigan whether it's texas on a neutral court you know we're 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 fine you know we we love that you know the environment look we got 95 degrees all week in in fort worth you know i think it was 50 degrees here yesterday when the when the women played so you know that might be a that might be a challenge but you know look to 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 us you know we we fortunate to to be in in the position that we're at um but also we're excited for the opportunity and look i I know those two coaches over there, you know, since I was in high school, I played mm-hmm. Roditi in, in, in high school, San Clemente against Peninsula, played him in college, TCU against USC, you know, I played him on the tour, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of crossover. So I, you know, I was at SMU, I was at Baylor, I've been to TCU a lot, you know, I know, you know, sort of, sort of what we're getting into over there. So I, I just think it's these experiences, these matches, these are what you play for. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't have any concerns really. So with that in mind, you brought it up. You've known Roditi for a while. Career head-to-head win percentage, Spencer versus Roditi. What are we at? I know what his answer oh, is, but I want to hear your answer. Yeah, he's he's got me for sure. Um, <laughs> you're talking about like, like playing, playing? Yeah, like straight up um, on the court, you are opposite one another. Yeah, uh, I don't want to bias you with his number. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. He he got me in. Uh, he's got to have gotten me in the pros, just about every time. <laughs> high school tennis. High school tennis. I remember. You know, in, in California, you play one set yeah. of singles, and I know I. You know, he was a he was a senior when I was like a sophomore. Um, so he's got three years on me, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I was up a break, and I think he hooked me. <laughs> Um, pretty, pretty good to get the break back. And, and maybe I, maybe I, I'm pretty sure he got me there. Mm-hmm. College, that would be a good one. Cause I know we played national indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, his answer was he thinks about 65, 35 him. Yeah. He, you know, I, I think it could be more than that. I think <laughs> it could be more than that. Okay. Um, we got him a few, I got him a few times. I, I think it's more than that. I think he's probably 75, 25 on that one. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, I think that's probably, he's probably, he's probably giving me more credit than, than that. But I, uh, I do like though, again, the high school connection that you guys go back that far. And again, it's seeing these same faces over and over again. And to people out there, that's why you surround yourself with good players, good coaches, people who are passionate about the same things you are. And look where you both end up in the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. Uh, last two questions for you, a couple of fun ones, then I'm letting you go. Best uh, best win for your team this season? When you look back at it, obviously you're going to say, hopefully the Sweet 16, but you know, to date, best win for your team of the season. Yeah, I mean, best match we, best match we played, <laughs> um, probably South Carolina at home. That's probably the best, like overall match. Um, Maybe the Duke match just because we we I think but I think we played really well and I don't think they played very well. Best environment for a match was was for sure uh, on on Saturday. Uh, you know it was because the level was so high, um, and not that I didn't think that 
it was going to be that high, but, but gosh, it was, it was so high for five hours and 45 minutes. Um, and there were a lot of twists and turns and things like that. Um, I, I'd probably, I'd probably go, go with that one. You know, even in, even the, even the loss to Georgia, you know, we, you know, Rosen served for the match. Um, and, you know, Dame played a unbelievable tiebreaker um, at, at five uh, against, um, I forget the guy's name, but he like the guy that like never, never. Story loses. or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Again, I'm trying to think uh, who was it. Yeah, I'm blanking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, against uh, not Bride, but against uh, Gravilius. 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 No, 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 not the other Gravilius. one. Croider. Croider. Yeah. Croider. Yeah, yeah, his other yeah. half in doubles. I was like, it's yes, one of those. Yes, two. yes, 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 yeah. So that was like they lost at like eleven nine, and that would have yeah. taken us, you know, uh, one set for the match or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think overall against the level, you know, uh, South Carolina was 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 probably the best win, but. Not far behind, you know, that match That match with middle just because of how well I thought they played. Absolutely. With that in mind, if you could replay any match from the season, which would you pick? Yeah, I would probably prob- probably replay Georgia. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd probably replay, uh, gosh, we had three, you know, Rafa had 3-1 against yeah. Chernock last match on at ACC's and cramped. So, uh, you know, I might play that, you know, I might replay that one. Fawns had one set against uh-huh. Murphy. Um, to beat UNC, you know, so so any any of those ones I'd take. You <laughs> yeah. Know. Um, but, are you ready uh, to be done playing? Season. Are you ready to be done playing against Brian Cernock? You're like, I've had enough of you. No. Can you just graduate, man? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love the guy. The guys that, you know, Rafa got him the first time out in, in straights and the guy plays with an edge and and mm-hmm. he's a high quality player. And, you know, I, I like that. I like when our guys get get tested like that and and, you know, I, th- I just think, you know, that guy's continued to improve and improve. And, you know, it's been it's been cool to see him, you know, get to play the one hole after, you know, be, being in the four hole and, be, you know, maybe the best four in the country for a couple of years. So, um, no, I, I like I like seeing that guy. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Well, with all of that in mind, again, I've yet to get a straight answer from a coach. I'm just going to keep asking the question. Match calculus. NC State beats TCU. What's that look like, coach? Gosh, I would have had to have even like looked at the, I, you know, I, I'll be really honest. I haven't really looked at like, at like how they're sitting. All I know is last time we played them national indoors, like mm-hmm. Fomba hit like, like 400 aces against the <laughs> and the match was over in like 26 minutes. Um, uh, you look, it, it's going to be one of those. Uh, every coach is going to say doubles is important it's important because it's, there's a point out there, you know, and you start up one zero in these closely contested matches. Um, I'd have to really, to be quite honest, I'd, talk to me in two days and I'll have a, <laughs> I'll have a better idea of like what, how we need to play and what guys need to do. Um, but, but honestly, if we can be ourselves mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's been one of the themes uh, of the year for our team is to, is to, to, to be comfortable in your own skin, to play your tennis and, and, and if your level is good enough, you're not going to be asked to play above your level too often. Um, this is one of those teams that you know that you've got to, you know, if, 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 you, can, if you can win some, some early sets against them, you, you know, like that doesn't mean a whole lot. You know, these, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've seen their results and, and every, every match they seem to be playing, you know, three sets in like every position, 
you know, and them losing, you know, even them losing six first sets, like, it, like they, they act like it doesn't mean anything um, in, in that regard and, and credit to, to, to their culture of, of competition and, and that, that allow them to win a lot of these matches, you know, where, where maybe they don't have good starts. So, um, but that, with that being said, I, I'm happy to go win six first sets, you know, that would be, I'll, I'll take that right now. Yeah. You know, but um, uh, yeah, we're obviously really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Now that's a take. Six first sets, you're in favor of it. I don't know. I need a little drama. You know, after last, yeah, exactly. After last weekend, I mean, credit to you guys. You provided the one four three match that we were all looking for, and there were few and far between. But like, you know, don't be afraid to keep doing that. And by the way, you haven't been all season long. You provided us the goods. And so obviously with that in mind, uh, obviously Coach Spencer, really grateful you're willing to take the time to chat with us, wishing you and the Wolfpack safety, health as you travel down to Fort Worth. And uh, obviously that's going to be a fun match. So good luck to you all. And I am sure we will chat again soon. Thank you, Alex. And thanks for all you're doing. This is fantastic. You've been, you and your crew have been fantastic all year and uh, wish you all the best. Did you save a seat for Chris in the Liberty match or do you like, ah, sorry, standing room only. Like oh, you got to go. Oh toward yeah. The oh yeah. We had the, we had the seat that we had the, the <laughs> name. We had, we had everything. It was probably, he probably had to move because you know, my wife cheers pretty, pretty loud. And so if he was around her, her section, he probably had to move out of that section, but mm-hmm. um, it was great seeing him there. You know, it was, uh, it was fantastic. And, you know, he had never been there, so he didn't realize how beautiful our outdoor stadium was and all of that. And so I got to give him a little tour. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, and you had the best case scenario is you only had to have him for 24 hours. Like, I'm stuck with him for, yeah, for months. And so that's the... That's what Chris is at his best, when micro-dosed. Um, but, no, again, Coach, immensely grateful. I appreciate the kind words, and good luck to you and the team this weekend. Go Pack. <laughs> Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with another head coach of a Sweet 16-bound college tennis team. A huge thank you both to this coach and every coach for taking the time to chat with us here at Crack Rackets again trying to set the scene for all of you listeners down the 2022 college tennis season's home stretch. I've been immensely flattered by the reception we have gotten from all of these coaches who are so willing to participate in this exercise. And again, try to set the scene for all of you listeners. Try to make sure you maximize your enjoyment through these final few weeks of the college tennis season. The plan here is to interview all 32 remaining head coaches. Now, it's only a success if we hit all 32. So I promise you listeners, that will be our goal as that is what we were able to accomplish last season. Again, you can find all of those podcasts here on this feed. You can find them on our website, crackrackets.com. A shout out as always to super producer Daniel Westoff on the ones and twos. He has a f- of an editing job to do this week, makes all of this content possible. So shout out to him. Shout out to our friends at Swing Vision as well. Again, learn more about the Swing Vision app by clicking on the link in the description to this show. With all of that said, for our fantastic guest, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 